Hey, it's good to see you today. Hope that you had a great weekend. Welcome to our Tuesday edition of our Journey Through Scripture. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. Hope that you had a good Martin Luther King Jr. Day yesterday. And uh, we are going to, to continue our journey through Scripture, uh, which, by the way, Scripture was kind of the foundation of, of uh, Martin Luther G- King Jr.'s uh, teachings, uh, teaching that uh, said, judge people by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. And thankfully, that's how God looks at us. But um, as we continue to go through Scripture, we're in that time where we're trying to do this through chronological order. Talked about this last week. That does cause sometimes a little bit of uh, of craziness, of flipping back and forth and reading in different different places. Um, and especially whenever it comes to the Psalms, the Psalms are um, are, are the the book of Psalms is just a beautiful book. And of course, it's it's. Uh, 150 individual psalms written by different individuals. There's poetry there, um, but it teaches us about a, a lot of kind of general themes of God, and and uh, and we see um, laments in the psalms. We see confession in the psalms. We see see praise in the psalms. Um, so so bringing whatever human emotion that we have. Of, of bringing that to God. We see that uh, reflected in the Psalms. Um, but it is hard to directly connect um, all of the Psalms with specific historical events, right? We don't know exactly when all of them were written. So we the this week, today and on Thursday, uh, we're going to be going through a lot of Psalms that are generally connected with the the theme of what we have just uh, uh, talked about. Uh, we talked about uh, David. David has now come into power. He's uh, reflecting on the the challenge and celebrating the fact that Saul didn't kill him, right? That his enemies didn't overtake him. Remember, he's spent time. He had to act like a crazy person uh, in uh, with the Philistines to stay alive. So he's reflecting on that. So there's praise and, and things like that that we see throughout the Psalms. Uh, this is also connected um, with uh, bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to uh, Jerusalem. Um, and, and so these Psalms are going to be um, kind of have that theme to them, but they're not in order. So, so man, they're all over the place. So I, I mentioned it on Thursday. Today, we're going to look and this is this is a challenge, so you're going to have to write this down. Um, and I encourage you, though, to read these psalms. The psalms are not long. It won't take you long to do it. Um, and, man, they can be so beneficial. So today we're going to read Psalm 8, 19, 29, 32, 65, 68, 103, 108, and 138. All right, I encourage you. Hang with us as we go through the Psalms uh, this uh, today and tomorrow, uh, or on Thursday is going to pretty much be all Psalms. Um, but uh, h- hang with us. This, this, I know it can be a little challenging to to flip back and forth to all of them, but I think it's worth it. So I'm just going to I'm not going to read obviously all of these. I'm going to just bring out some some points that jump out to me um, as I read through the Psalms. So Psalm eight is titled, The Glory of the Lord in Creation. Uh, 
Um, it's attributed to, uh, to David. Starts off, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Uh, who, who have set your glory above the heavens. Um, so it's, 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 it's acknowledging again the greatness of God, the glory of God, that he is creator. And this is an important point because as it continues on, you get uh, verse three, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. So, I mean, that, when we consider that, we recognize how amazing God is and how small we are, right? I mean, you can feel very small whenever you start to look at the grand scale of all of creation. So when I consider all of that, what is man that you are mindful of him? This is a healthy thing for us to understand. We need to wonder, man, what is what are we that God would care about us? We need to recognize our insignificance so that we find our significance in God and God alone. If we do not recognize our insignificance, then we will think that we find our significance in ourself. And that leads to destruction. So that's what this psalm is getting at. What is man that you are mindful uh, of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made them a little lower than angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. So even though in comparison to all of creation, we we feel insignificant and and you can make the case that we are, you know, that, that we're just, you know, you know, a tiny little spot uh, aspect of creation. But yet, God is mindful of us, that he has crowned us with glory and honor. So we need to understand both of those principles. It is vital. It, it is one of the things that I believe, I'm not going to get off on a tangent, is one of the things that I believe is destroying our society and our country um, is that we do not recognize that God is creator, that he, that we are insignificant compared to him, that, that, that our answers are not found in human in invention. It's not found in human creation. It is our, our significance, our purpose, our hope is found only in God. And we recognize that when we understand that we are insignificant and yet God has made us significant. And uh, then we go into ver- uh, Psalm 19. Um, I, I love this part of it. Psalm 19, verse seven it says, the law of the Lord is perfect converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Right? So the, the rules of God actually should bring us rejoicing. And, and man, haven't we done a great job of framing the rules of God as, oh, you know, yes, this is just something that you must do. This is the burden that you must bear. No, the the God actually frees us. He brings joy to our heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Right? The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Right? And so this is acknowledging that there are rules when it comes to following God, right? That there will be judgment and that there is God's judgment, but that it is true and it is righteous. That is where we look for, for, for judgment and to, for truth. Um, I, I, I love that. It says, uh, verse 14, let the words of the, of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. 
Psalm 29 titled Praise to God in His uh, Holiness and Majesty. Um, it is um, starts off giving unto the Lord, giving uh, to the Lord, what, talking about Him, worshiping the Lord in beauty of, of, hol- of holiness. Um, just a, a, a psalm of, of God's holiness and His majesty. Psalm 32 talks about the joy of forgiveness. Um, it is blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man who the Lord does not impute iniquity in whom, in whose spirit there is no deceit, right? That, that, uh, the, the person who has gone to the Lord and has, uh, repented and confessed and has given over all of that, who is not trying to deceive the Lord or the, the world around him, that, uh, that he lives right with God. Blessed is that person. Um, what, what a beautiful, uh, picture of, of forgiveness. And again, we don't like our society doesn't like to, to call people sinners, doesn't like to recognize that, that, that people can do evil and, and sin against God. Well, we're all in that boat. We all do that. And so what's, what is so blessed is that whenever we recognize that, then we also know well, God loves us anyway. God extends forgiveness to us anyway, that he will do that. It says uh, in verse 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. Right? So there is a, specific, a way that we should be living our life. Right? And, and, and not every way is equal. Right? God's way is above all others. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. That is so true, right? I mean, if you've ever worked with horses, they are wonderful animals. We have a couple of horses. I love them, but you, they, they are not going to just do what you want until you get control of them. Right. And, and even then they're going to, to try to go their own way. You're going to have to force them to. And so what the psalm is saying, don't be like that. Right. Just start actually listening to God and trusting him that he is taking you in the right way. Don't fight it. Psalm 65. Praise to God for his salvation and his providence. Right, that, that God provides salvation to us, that God is present with us, that God is with us through the, the ups and the downs and the difficulties of life. Psalm 68, the glory of God and his goodness to Israel. This, you know, kind of looks at the history of how God has been with the people. Um, uh, verse seven says, Oh God, when you went out before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth shook, the heavens also dropped rain at the presence of God. Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. You, O God, sent a plentiful rain, whereby you confirmed your inheritance. When it was weary, your congregation dwelt in it. So dwelt in God's presence, right? You, O God, provided from, from your goodness for the poor, right? A recognition that God was with the people, that he provided for them, that he walked with them. That's Psalm 68, verse 21 says, but the, but God will wound the head of his enemies. <laughs> I love this. The hairy scalp of the one who still goes on in his trespasses. So I guess I guess I, I'm I'm pretty good with that. I, I don't have a real hairy scalp, so that that's good for me. 
The Lord said, I will bring back from Bashan. I will bring them back from the depths of the sea that your foot may crush them in blood. Their tongues of your dogs may have their portion from your enemies, right? That's a very human emotion, right? That, that God is going to, to provide justice. Now, you know, sometimes we, we add a little bit in our, our human, uh, um, emotion when it comes to desiring justice and desiring our enemies to be defeated. Um, but, but yet we trust and remember that other Psalm talks about God's judgment is true and is righteous. Um, but these Psalms, they just show the humanness of them. You, you see the, the, the human poetry that's coming out. Um, uh, verse 34 and 35 ascribe strength to God. His excellence is over Israel. Right. So, so there's an importance with the nation of Israel, but really his excellence is above, uh, Israel. It says, Oh God, you are more awesome than your holy places. The God of Israel is he who gives strength and power to his people. Blessed be God. And then it goes to Psalm 103, uh, praising God for his mercies. Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is with, within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits, uh, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction. destruction. Um, you know, these wonderful psalms that remind us of who God is. Um, when you are struggling, when you're when you are frustrated, um, the Psalms is a great place to go. Just start reading through this. You'll see and feel the emotion uh, that comes from the people, um, that as they are crying out to God, as they are recognizing and remembering who God is. And of course, these most of these were written by David um, as he's thinking about how he has gotten to the place that he is now. Um, so he knows that life isn't always easy. He knows that there have been challenges. Says uh, again, this reminder of our insignificance. Uh, verse 15 As for man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and in its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. Right? So there's some wonderful blessings from God, but there is a responsibility on us to remember his commandments, right? And to do them and to teach those to our children. Psalm 108, uh, assurance of God's victory over enemies, you know, recognizing how God has delivered us through difficulty, through uh, challenges, and maybe not in the way that we thought, or maybe even not in the way that we wanted, but he has done that. Psalm 138. Uh, this is the last one for today. Uh, the Lord's goodness to the faithful. Uh, I love verses seven and eight. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand will save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Though I walk in the midst of trouble. You are going to have trouble. <laughs> Life is not always easy. It is going to be a challenge. As you walk through that trouble, God is the one who revives you. He's the one who gives you strength. Put your trust fully in him. 
right? And uh, I encourage you to be thinking about that before you find yourself in the midst uh, of the of the difficulty. Um, anticipate it. It's going to happen, but God is going to use it to bring good. He is going to bring you through the, the challenges of life, uh, and He will give you joy. He will give you strength. He will give you peace in the midst of it if we will allow Him to, if we will seek Him, and that we will allow Him to work in our lives. So these are wonderful. I love the Psalms. Um, I encourage you to read read those. On Thursday, pen and paper again, I want you to read First Chronicles chapter 16. All right. That's going to be, this is going to be specifically uh, David talking about uh, kind of a song of thanksgiving uh, that the Ark of the Covenant is now in Jerusalem. So read First Chronicles chapter 16. And then here's a bunch of Psalms that you need to read Psalm 96, 105, 106, 39, 62, 50, and then Psalm 73 to 83. So that's 10 right there, 73 to 83, and Psalm 88. So one more time, read First Chronicles 16, and then a bunch of Psalms. Psalm 96, 105, 106, 39, 62, 50, 73 through 83, and 88. All right? We'll talk to you again on Thursday. Hope you have a good week.